thermal sound wave wave. We have Miss NK Morton joining us right now on the program. Miss Thermal Sound Waves. What's going on? How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Great, great, great. Great to be here. Yeah, you you can pick up the mic. Great to be. Take it out of the host if you want to be more. Yeah, yeah. I'll just put up there because you guys feel like you know, yeah, like we're legit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, so silly. Okay. Right, right, right. Now, last time uh, we've seen you mm-hmm. was at the Rebirth Day event. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had a great time at your party. Yeah, that yeah. you guys had some amazing music. Oh, I had a great time. If I had the right shoes on, <laughs> it would have been something else, you know. Oh, but well, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be Shout a party party. Yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I thought we were gonna do something. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, these are, it's that monsoon weather out there. I don't know what we have going on in New York, all this crazy rain. At least we're not getting tornadoes. uh, Right. That's why we couldn't land, they said. Yeah, yeah. They said it was mechanical, then it was like, there's tornadoes, Tornadoes. 60,000 feet. I'm like, what? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Do you know people were complaining at the airport, people like, what's your problem? I'm like, what do you want to do? Be be in the air and, and... and pray to God and, and, and clutch the seat. No, I'll sit right here. Right, like, exactly. If this is a spot to get into, then yeah, I'll fly. But if it's not, bad I'll... weather. I'm 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 cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm Stay exactly. right here until it clears out. That's because right. Because once you're up there, you right. know, you're yeah. up there. And while everybody was complaining, I was being nice to the you know the, was it was it the gate people. Yeah. Like, How are you okay? And I, I'm certain you didn't mind. I mean, when you're traveling and you're a frequent flyer, you, you get to understand that. Yes. You know, when they tell you Absolutely. it's a weather issue, all right, well, we're sitting here. <laughs> right, exactly. Just because I've been in a couple of planes where, you know, it was bright outside for a second and then we flew through a storm cloud. It was dark all around the plane all of a sudden and wow. it was rocking, shaking and rocking. I was like yeah. praying that we make it. No matter, there, so no matter it's like, who you are, uh, how anti-God, <laughs> I'm only spiritual you are, when you in a plane Woo. and that turbulence hit Woo. and you start clutching that seat, listen, you start praying to whoever. I've had a couple of instances. Whoever one, you can think of. One time I think we had hit it some type of air pocket or something like that. And it was one of those big drops. And I was just like. Oh, oh those. Oh, right. Man. The right. drops. The big, it was oh, one of those big drops. I started thinking about Con Air. <laughs> I started thinking about everything. The Wright Brothers. Anybody. Oh my gosh. So, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't give them a hard time when there's stuff oh. going on in the airport. I let them do what they need to do. And exactly. I just hold tight and <laughs> sit down. Right. And get I to always thank the right. pilot too. People Without. don't think the pilot. Like, you're in control of my life. Right. He's I understand that this is mechanical. Right. that can, you know, help the air, air traffic control can help fly. But still, the pilot is control your life. Listen, the pilot <laughs> wants to get home safe as well. It's not like he yeah, has an injector does. seat. Exactly. You know, he's going down with us. <laughs> right. So, you know, right. if he's saying it's a problem, we're listening to him. Right. It's a problem. Definitely. Definitely. You know? And you know about flying because obviously you're a performer and you have been, you know, a lot of different All places right. and stuff yeah. like and that. And fly. Right. And you've, <laughs> you've written for... Many many people, Maya, right, Backstreet right, Boys, right. Uh, the list goes on and on. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people. Who she wrote for? Maya, Backstreet Boys, Faith Evans, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah. Right, the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> they are the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, Ooh. I've I've had the the pleasure of you know working on some fantastic projects. I mean, I've worked with everyone from. 
behind the scenes with, from Chris Rock on his comedy show. Um, yeah. When he used to do the HBO show, I actually oh, just, oh, used to be nice. on the show with him. I actually, I've done, I didn't do No Sex in the, um, I did the Champagne I'll song with him with a, uh, that, uh, <laughs> on his first comedy album. And then when he did the uh, comedy show on HBO, mm -hmm. feature on there as the singer on the show. Oh, okay. Did, skit, did a skit or two nice. with him. Um, and you know we've done background for toured for a little while with the Isley Brothers, yes. like, um, legends. Background, uh, you can Tina. hear my voice on you know stuff with Diana Ross, legends. a lot of different people, legends. You know, uh, you know, you're kind of going a little legends, not just not just anybody. We talking about like, heavyweights and legends in the game. You said Diana Ross, right? It's my poverty. friend Malik Pendleton, legends. yeah, right. Poverty. My freak Ma friend um, Malik Pendleton, who produced for Mary J. Blige, Seven Days, and all. Uh, so many other records but he did a, a great song for diana ross and you know he had the pleasure of doing the backgrounds on that song for her and uh, her gotta daughter be free. is a woman from blackish uh yes tracy, tracy ellis. ellis ross yeah. yeah so i i had the pleasure of doing that and uh, i worked with that from rakim i've worked with I, I mean, it's uh, uh, crazy. You wrote Ron right. to Rakim? No, I'm singing uh, uh, <laughs> um, Stay a While on the 21st. Oh, okay. thought that's me singing uh, sing Stay a While. Technique, were you in the background? Oh, I'm sorry. In the video from Rockham, Eric B. Rockham, Peep the Technique, were no. you in the background? No, I was oh. a little young for that one. I did. Wait, wait. When, back, in the, back in high school, I did do a video for Jungle Brothers, What You Waiting For? I'm in that video. Wow, like, wow. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, oh, really? like after high school, we, like, you know, they had okay. little auditions and things like that. So you could go. So you, you're a househead, too, because Jungle yeah. Brothers yeah. is hip hop, but they also househeads. Right. Yeah. And you're. All those people that you talk about that you work with, like you can see it's evidence in your catalog as far as what you've done as an artist yourself, mm -hmm. like the variety of music that you have. Right. You can see like all the different all areas yeah. that, that I, you are sprinkled in. I got to say, I've the thing that I love the most about what I do is that I get to play in so many different genres. You know, when working with Karen Clark Sheard and Faith Evans, first of all, having them, those two powerhouse voices sing a song that I wrote. You know, and that beyond Karen's first album, her first solo release, that was a blessing for me because, um, you know, I, I was raised in the church, but I was able to do something in that genre, to write in pop music, to write in R&B music. So I never feel um, boxed in as a writer. You know, I feel like I can express myself across the board. I have a, a love for music in general. I was classically trained as a singer and uh I just, I love music, all types of now, music. What does that mean, people say, classically trained as a singer? Uh, well, I went to LaGuardia High School of Performing Arts. <laughs> the, the AKA fame school. fame school. Uh, <laughs> you know what, I was supposed to be in there, but they, they didn't take me. What did, what were you going, what did I was you trying to be, uh, artist, like, oh, 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 art, okay. Yeah, art, yeah. Okay. But I, the way you said okay, it was like, oh, oh, art. No, no, no. no, no you kind of put me I, out like, no, oh, I have a lot art. of friends. Not my art, but that art. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I have a lot drawing. of art major friends. Shout out to all my art major friends, all my people, my lag people. But you know, they, they're they all let over. me, they tried to have me draw somebody that was sitting down. And I'm like, I, I couldn't concentrate on drawing yeah. this woman because... Was she I'm a in high school. I'm like, you know what I mean? I was looking at some else. So they was like, no, we're not going to accept you. I'm like, no, I can really draw it. Just her. Right. Oh she was looking, goodness. you know, right. she made me feel a certain way. She should have been a little less attractive. Is that what you needed? She just made me feel a certain way. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. 
And I didn't make it, so I had to go to my zone school, but then I got to switch to another school. So, yeah, so yeah. shout out to LaGuardia. Yeah. They didn't sorry. accept me. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was messed up, too. I was, I was hurt, though. I thought I was going to make it. Sorry. I really so thought sorry. I was going to make it. I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went there. <laughs> like, whatever, just on. I got uh, in. I got who, who in. Who did you attend with? Because whenever I hear people talk about oh, LaGuardia and fame, they always talk who are about. My friends? There's my always friends. somebody that they went with. Well, I went to school with Marlon Wayans, Omar Epps. Ah, um, that class. Okay. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. We, we had a, Mark Pitts. The manager. Wow. He, went, he was in school bad, with bad us. Boy. Yeah. Um, like, it's a whole crew of us. Like, it's. And I, I noticed this when it comes to certain schools like LaGuardia, Juilliard, there's a set of people that they'll be there and they'll grow together. And, and it's just the connections is crazy, like the degree of separation. Right. No, Marlon Wayne's like, that's. Right. Yeah. People understand that's he's part of the Wayne's brothers, right. the Wayne's family. Dynasty. Right. The, dynasty. the only people to put on their whole family. <laughs> right, right. Their dynasty. whole family well, the was in a movie. People <laughs> right. of color. People right. of color. Right. Right. In a right. movie. Right. Like, they actually had to be right. that great right. to break into Hollywood. Like, right. And be like, all right, you know, we, you know we hate y'all, but y'all are really that good. Like, right. And him and Omar are still tight. Like, this, they're like, like this... Like he always talks about, oh, like oh my, that's my dude, that's my boy. Like that's great. Yeah, there was a, there's a couple, there are a few other. Which one people didn't like you? Really? What do you mean? Like, it, yeah. no, it wasn't that. <laughs> 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 if you had a chance, if, if you had a choice, if not a chance, because they didn't. If I had a choice, I would it be Omar or Marlon Wayans? No, because I actually dated one of their friends in high school. Uh, but that's fine. They, it's like a, was it the guy in Juice? Amigos. Oh my God! Migos? It was the guy in Juice at no. the end. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay, I, I forget his name. Both were in Juice. Yeah, I know who you're talking they about. They both were in Juice. He, yes. he had that line. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh. I know exactly who it is. How was it? Listen, we we Did do it our, it's, it's it's high school. We all. It's every there's no it's all love. Everyone's great. You know, even um. When was the last time you, you talked to him? I speak to them all, you know, social media. No, I'm talking about, but him. Who? He's talking about the one you dated in, the one high, in high school. Maybe three weeks ago. Oh, so it's still fresh. <laughs> yeah, we're still cool. Okay, okay. You gotta look at me like that. No, no, no. I'm we're not friends. I'm not saying that. It's we're like, friends, friends, you know. Listen, so right, like, right, I'm right. still friends with. Oh, I'm a lady. My, I mean, lady, my lady. You saw so my lady, but. We were I'm talking about. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Some of them I don't want to be friends <laughs> right, with. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> many I don't want to be friends with, but yeah. Right. Right. But um, yes, I okay. I was gonna tell you as well. You were talking about the when they see us. Uh, someone who was a very good friend of mine was Yusuf Salam. He went to school with me. Mm. He was in school with me. He wow. went to LaGuardia. He was a very great friend of mine in school. I mean, we're still friends. Um, and he was a LaGuardia art major mm. when that happened to him. So that was de- that directly, you know, I remember that vividly when all of that went down. I couldn't believe, like, that was my friend. Every day we were in lunchroom, we were doing, like, that was my right. friend friend. Right. Right. Well, you didn't right. have murder burgers because you went to LaGuardia High School. So you had gourmet. We, we, had, we had decent food. We yeah, had, decent, had food. We had a decent cafeteria. We had decent food. You we know. did in my school, too. I, I, we had, like, toasted yeah, but I, ice cream and that kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, ice we, cream we, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I think I played it we safe, a, we though. We got a tip to go around the corner really, and make it home safe in my high school. You know, I think I just 
really rocked with the snacks because I came in in the morning with some food. I would you had the real oh, food from you home. Had, you, you had the had real, real home food. food. <laughs> you had money, money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was I would just get some food in the you morning. Had, you know, we right. were down in that area. You know, they had all the little diners and bakeries and stuff like that. So I never had stuff. diners right. and bakeries in my high school. Oh, well, you, but you went to LaGuardia, area, though. We went, you know, we're in, mid, in Midtown Manhattan, right. the, the west side, you know, right. over there near Juilliard yeah. and... Um, the you know uh, all those Lincoln uh, Center Lincoln Center and all those did y'all places, have like so. battles or fights with like Juilliard like like no. artistic fights no we just had to worry about getting beat up spin? by King High School yeah <laughs> <laughs> the infamous he was King right next door to yeah, us yeah and it was like we King. we infamous. we would get out early enough that we could get out of there because yeah. they were angry yeah. for whatever yeah. reason they because, were angry. because they couldn't go to they, they couldn't go to LaGuardia that's why they were mad because they couldn't get to LaGuardia yeah <laughs> so it's like I was like alright we need to They we, we got out when we got out maybe I think 40 minutes before they were released or uh-huh. and then you know we <laughs> said <were> released <laughs> Before they were released. That was one of those Freudian slips, like released. So, I mean, I meant to say before they were dismissed. Right. Now, you said what you wanted to say. Do what you had to say. Release. That's what it was. Because it was just like always wanting to fight and one and we were like, listen, we're right. coming out of school with our violence and stuff. We're in a good right. mood. We right. Like, right. You know, we're, we're, like, right. we're coming from our acting right. class or our right. vocal class well, or whatever. You had to use you your know? acting skills though. Right. No, we had to use. Well, Brother, some of us were coming sister, from the hoods. I was definitely coming from the hood. Right, I lived right. in the Bronx. So I was coming from the hood. From the Bronx? But, from the Bronx? Yeah. On Sedgwick. Well, I was definitely coming oh, you from Sedgwick. the hood. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Shout out to you. So you were good. You knew how to maneuver. Right? Yeah. I, you was so, like. Right. But I still, and you know, it wasn't like they were throwing fair ones out there. Oh, no. Of course. Like, of course. Yeah. Fair ones. <laughs> that wasn't happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Right. Oh, you look pretty. Let's jump getting, You were getting beaten hands from everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you know, so. Well, you smart. Let's you know? jump <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, man. That was a, it was a crazy time. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. Right, because we were in, you know, LaGuardia. We had our own little thing going on, and and it was a creative school. You, you know, yes. it was it was a great vibe, and you know, I had my my really good friends, and you know, it was a great experience for me. I learned a lot. They really do prepare you for your if you're going for a, a career in whatever your field is. I feel like I was prepared as a singer to go to do the next thing now there are other aspects of it that i wish that they would teach you more like the music business or some they should give you some business courses on even being an artist and just selling your stuff and whatever it may be they should also pair that with actually um having business courses so that you can do the business true do your business while you're out there and not take be taken advantage of so they didn't teach you if you wish they would have taught all the students more business. Where did you learn your business savvy from? Oh, well, I gotta say, I just, I don't know. I, I wanna say, I think because my mom uh, was, uh, you know, my mom was grooming me to be an attorney. My mom, this this music industry you stuff. You uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this music industry stuff was just like not the business for her. She was like, it's cool that you, you, you're doing this and you love it and that's whatever, but I'm grooming you to be an attorney. And so um, I was I was pretty serious-minded about my business early on. I, I started my publishing company when I was 19. Oh, I nice. never sold my publishing to anyone. Smart. I Smart. always kept my publishing. Yeah. I own all my nice. publishing, you know. So oh. 
from the gate, I had my right company. Now? I'm sorry. You see anybody right now? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> <Sorry>. not. <laughs> oh, so it's like, it I was important to me. Oh, you are. You know what? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Stop. <laughs> Go ahead. Though. It's like, so it was important to me. You saw my girl. To, I, I learned, you know, just paying attention to some of the things that I'd seen, being around some of the people that, you know, maybe it been taken advantage of or you know just seeing some misfortune other people i i learned i was one of those people that i could learn from the others examples i didn't need it to happen to me and um i did that i started out with and i i made certain to always copyright my stuff my material and you know just protect myself absolutely and then i just went about just working with different people and trying to have a good reputation, build a good reputation of being someone who's solid, who is going to do great work, and um, it's not going to be any drama or anything like that. We're going to get money together, and that was my Absolutely. thing. You know, money. about the business, about that business. Yeah. Thermal sound waves, the natural alternative to fast food hey. radio. We're here with NK Morton. Call us three four seven four five four one two seven eight or email us thermalsoundwaves at gmail dot com. I want to go back a little bit and then um, sure. come sure, forward sure, sure. as far as songwriting. When that happened with Yousef and whatnot, because that was your your mm-hmm. close friend. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you at that time? And then what what was going through your mind when that whole situation went down with the Central Park Five? Well, I, I think um, it was a little surreal because um, before uh, before that happened with Yusuf, Yusuf and I, we had another friend, um, Carter Registford, that went to school with us, and he passed away. He had a, um, his death. He was uh, these some people. Uh, he was he was killed. He was robbed and he was killed. And he was at, in school with us as well. So we were still reeling from that experience, you know. And you know, as a young teenager, you know, you're kind of in your own little bubble and you're not really feeling all the stuff that's going on in the world because we're coming to this school and it's mm-hmm. safe and we're in right. here and we're doing right. these things that we love. And that happened, and that kind of rocked our world. And then shortly thereafter, you know, we hear some craziness about Yusuf on the news. And, like, I'm telling you, when I say I sit with this guy at the lunch table and joking with him all day and talking about stuff and, you know, just for – and then, you know, we would travel home together. He was living in Schaumburg. I I was traveling further up, but we would travel. So to hear that they're saying this thing and – about my friend, someone that I know personally, that right. is one of the gentlest souls, that's one of the sweetest people you could ever meet, just like so soft-spoken, just even then, just really cool. Um, it was just like an out-of-body experience. I could not believe the things that they were saying, you know, and when he came home, like after all that, when he came home, I remember visiting him um, about years later. Yeah, years later, I remember visiting him, and I, he, I, he even came and hung out with me in the studio. I took him, brought him into the studio <laughs> one time, you know. To, you know, he, he was there for me. I was going through some stuff at that time with my label, and you know, it was just, and I was a bit frustrated. And you know, he was someone that was, he knew me when, and he was someone that I can talk to about those difficulties and things like that. And I just. I just didn't, 
I never really had the words to say, you know, like to, yeah. to really verbalize all the things that I was feeling about what had happened to him. And all I could do was just try to be a friend and be right. there and, you know. In a situation like that, there's, there's nothing you can really say. Like, right. I understand. Right. Oh. And then at that time when he had come out, you know, people were still thinking that they were guilty of this stuff. And you know, people still and, do. Right, still people do. still do. Well, oh, it is, you can have the evidence right in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. it's still going to be there because it was so. It was said so many times. Well, it's going to be there it's because lie, they don't. So many times it becomes truth. Right. To some people. Well, because um, you know, I watched. They just had like a 2020 special on it the other day, and um, I watched that, and you know, I was disturbed by how they tried to wrap up the story towards the end when they are still trying to cling to, well, you know, they were guilty and they shouldn't have given them this money. And they like, no, they actually weren't guilty. You guys never had, that was a very vicious crime. It was, a, and they had no, none of the DNA was on them. Right. On these kids. Right. You know, they're teenagers. So are they, you trying to act like there's some sophisticated crime syndicate? Right. Like there's no exactly. DNA evidence on exactly. any of these yeah. kids. Well, they have to justify Anywhere. what they Anywhere. did to them. Right, exactly. So it's like we can't ever, it, they don't ever want to say we made a mistake. Exactly. Because then they feel it's going to open the floodgates yes. for how many other mistakes did you yes. make? How many? But we see that there was just a man that yeah. just got released from jail the yeah. other day. Like he was in there 20, 20 something some years. Odd, yes, that's right. You know, so we know that there were a lot of quote unquote mistakes made. Right. You know. And then on top of that, which is another angle that some people don't really look on, is that crime, a crime was committed. Right. But it was committed by other group of people that may have their own problems right. but I, I can't put it on me let's put it on them and we're connected right. to the people that's in the law enforcement right. let's put it on them right. I'll be honest even till this day that lady no disrespect to the, she's she passed away cool. the lady that was jogging over there in Queens I think it is about two years ago she felt jogging she just found dead mm -hmm. and they had a sketch of a supposedly black guy. Mm -hmm. And then they found this one guy. I was like, yeah, we caught him. And I looked at him like, he looks nothing like the sketch. Mm. And this dude looked like, he looks slow. Are you talking about the case that just recently they had, I saw it on the news when they, the guy that they just tried. And yes, and like it's, now he's in jail. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, we got him, clap it up. I found out there are many cases like that and this story the situation reminds me of that case where that was a family killing, or that was some yeah. that was some uh, other organization killing, and you got to put the body on somebody else. But you didn't pay your debt. You, we told you pay your debt. Now we got to take your daughter. The thing that really concerns me is just like with the Central Park thing uh, case, you had an actual rapist murderer out there raping and murdering people and he right. raped and murdered some more people before he was caught because you put this on these kids and he didn't want to say we right. apologize and never you left never and this man so you let him still carry on exactly and that's the thing and if we're, i understand that police were i know i have people i have friends are in police um, yeah, we, and I understand right. there are policemen, and I understand police women, policemen. I understand that this is a tough job. I understand it Very. is not easy. I understand that there's a lot of distrust, um, and 
that maybe people are not willing to uh, cooperate with them, give them information so they can go. But what I'm saying is you're paid to do the police work. Right. Not to rush to judgment, not to fabricate, uh, um, not to fabricate lies and stories to support the the case you are trying to make or because fill up you rooms can't, in prison. Right. I mean, you need to do the work of you know, uh, do the real police work and find the actual murderer, rapist, right. killer, because yeah. this community is not safe by you just taking people off the street, innocent people that had nothing to do with that and putting them in jail because the, the real criminal is still loose. Wasn't like right. that for in but Atlanta, with the Atlanta child murderers back in the Yeah, Atlanta. but this is something that going back centuries, this is like, it's the same old thing. It's nothing right. new. Right. So, you Well, you know. with the, and with, uh, the, with the victim... Um, the, I, I think her name is Trisha, the Central Park jogger. jogger um, I feel terrible for her. She, a terrible crime happened to her, and she's not aware of who did what to her because right, she was right. Oh, she doesn't know. She this is she's believing what she was told yeah. all these years. And when you're told something, and you're then you then go on and you create your narrative. I'm a survivor of this, and that you go on and you're you're advocating for others and trying to change laws. So this thing and it's built. It's all predicated on this story that was told to you. When later on it finds out, well, maybe that's not the story. That is a little jar. I can imagine yeah. that being jarring, and it could yeah. be disturbing. And then what? What is she doing? Right. Well, from what I gathered, well, on the twin on the show, the 2020 show, I, I really don't want to besmirch this woman or say anything, but I feel like her answer. She's like, well, I always felt that there was someone else there. That's you know, what that's know. what the, when she found out that the guy what it, that was just the guy said it was him and it was him alone. She's still trying to hang to the narrative that it was all of those guys and this because the police don't want to let that up. Right. They want to say that he, it was another person right. involved with them. And then all these years too, psychologically, that's in her right. mind as right. well. Exactly. So, she needs to be so I can't, I can't fault her because oh, that's a that's a that's a lot that's those are many many years of being told this Correct. one story and believing that and i'm pretty certain she's done a lot of work for herself just as a survivor of something yeah. so horrific mm -hmm. right. that you know now having to okay maybe this is not the story and having to think like okay i was a part you know unwittingly i was a part of this miscarriage of justice with these guys and I don't right. want to, you know, right. right. And I don't, you, you know, I don't want the guilt of that on me as well as being a victim of this crime. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot it's a to lot. put Definitely. on her. Definitely. It's a lot to, so right. I'm not, I'm not willing to, you know, make any comments to besmirch her. But what yeah. I am going to say is the police officers, the district attorneys and all those other people that made careers off of this case. And that dude shame in on you. an office too. Yeah. I'm not going to mention Shame on you. Who also uh, oh gosh that, um, um, advertised yeah to get them he into went jail hard. He advertised went hard. straight yeah. advertised but that, anyway big up to Yousef because I got yeah. a chance to speak to him um, for another show right. uh, in the review and whatnot now I commend can, him can for we being we'll, we'll we'll work that out when he's ready yeah I gotta commend him for being just put together and just so focused the way he is after all of that. I was just amazed. With uh, he's always been that. It's <coughs> it's amazed. It's kind of like he's always been this person. Like he's right. always had this calm manner about himself. He was right. fun. He was a lot of, but he had a calm and determined 
and a strong sense of self. And I think that that strong sense of self is what made him be the only one that did not confess to anything. You know, he was just already at such a young age, you know, grounded yeah. in himself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It would but, have been um, a different situation if uh person like me would have got out and everybody lied on me. And I had to spend a day in prison. I had to see things, yeah. hear things, things probably did to me or whatever. Or I do things to people, whatever. To let me go through that right. and I'm out. Would have been a different kind of right. story. Right. Right. Well, put that aside now. I want to ask you about <laughs> song writing and what you're doing with Caius. Right. Um, given all the people that you've worked with, uh, the heavyweights, legends mm-hmm. in the game. Like yourself. Um, would you now at this point in time would you approach things differently as far as like um, songwriting for them what you would have given them as far as songs or just how you would approach things uh, as a a songwriter well um, for me whenever I would uh, you know because like with the Backstreet Boys at the time uh, what I was told oh there's this group from Florida because they they hadn't been right. discovered yet. They hadn't hit anything. They just were a band in Florida. And, you know, they were signed to Jive Records. And Timmy Allen was the producer that I worked with. And Classics. he and um, he said, yeah, the, you know, we want to get on this project and, you know, write some stuff for them. So I, you know, Timmy did the production and I wrote the lyrics and melody for it. And I just as you tell me it's for a boy band so i knew to write different parts and things like that and what was the song it's called darling it's on their first album it went 14 million well at wow. the time yeah so for everybody out there you can't million. see the way i said it to me it just went 14 million and she owned that's a lot. that's right. a lot she has a publishing too <laughs> from, yeah. jump, from jump from jump from jump so yeah. it well first so the, the it was interesting out. with you that you <laughs> <laughs> ty's here too okay <laughs> You it's know, like it's, when you can take us out. I I, I can take. <laughs> I will not tell my lady. Don't worry. About it. Wait, I don't want nobody coming after me. I'm good. Like, no, no, she know you spent. I'm just trying. So I'm good. <laughs> She's a team player. Trust me, team player. Oh my god, yeah. So it's like um, I th- I think when I started working with Timmy, uh, when we got together and we were working on that project, it was just like, yeah, we have these five guys. We want uh do this a guy group guy band i wrote it and then i demoed it and we sent it off and who came out of Backstreet boys aaron carter uh aaron carter was he before justin bieber or his little brother was okay the little what nick 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 carter Carter. no aaron carter was the brother nick was in backstreet boys okay okay yeah aaron was the younger one so he was after justin though yeah he was before Justin Bieber. He was before Justin Bieber. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting my boy bands messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like it was, you know, New Kids on a Block. Then it was these guys. In sync. Backstreet Boys. Then it was In Sync. Okay. In Sync. Yeah. So, In Sync was like Backstreet Boy 2.0. Right. You know, like it right. was like so. Right. So, so you wouldn't you you would use the same approach as far as like or um, would you what? For me, what I try to do is, first and foremost, I don't want to hear anything, any music, or until I sit down and I'm ready to write. Because my process is I want to honor 
the truth, the first thought, the tr- the, that what I feel is the truest direction. Um, so as soon as I'm ready to write and I'm hearing you create something, maybe I'm sitting there and you're creating it while I'm there, and whatever's coming to mind there, I feel like that is what is supposed to be for this here. So I'm, I try not to do any, I don't want to hear any tracks, I don't want to hear anything until I'm ready to sit down and start writing because, you know, it's like, the way my mind works, all the ideas and things that are constantly going through my brain, as soon as I'm thinking of an idea, if I'm not getting that idea down or recording it somewhere, it, it goes. Because the next idea is right around the corner. You know, It's just like rapid fire a lot of times for me. So sometimes I can, I have the process where I can sit down and write a song in 15 minutes. Sometimes it takes a little longer, you know, and sometimes you'll have those periods where or a song where it's just a little more difficult and you, you're writing it and you're just not getting everything. It's not coming to you. Um, it's not flowing that day. And so you just kind of step away from it. I don't ever try to force myself because I feel that it, then I'll write crap. You can't force the creative process. You know, I, you yeah, I want to. I And I have songs that I've forced and I'm sure I make certain to keep those around. So whenever I'm thinking of forcing the issue or maybe I'm having a little writer's block, I can play those songs that I know are crap. And <laughs> just like, this is, I'm just going to wait until, you yeah. know, it's. Until we get the publishing check. Until we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to wait until, well, you know, crazy. it's flowing for me again. Right. So right. like with this, I got to say with this new project that I'm working on. Well, first, uh, you guys are. You're, uh, broadcasting out in Chicago. Yes, I have a little history with Chicago. Um, WGCI up there. I used okay. to. I used to um, go out there. I had a song on the Eddie soundtrack back in the days with called "Say Whoopi It Again." Goldberg, when yes. she was the coach of the it Knicks. It was called. Yeah, I had the single off that uh, off that song. It was called "Say It Again." Wow. I did a video for that, and it was pretty big in Chicago. Wow. So I'd gone out there and done some dates out there, and you know. And it was it was it was doing very well in Chicago. So shout out to Chi nice, Town, nice. and uh, all, maybe wow. some of you guys are familiar with yeah. some of the stuff that I've done. Um, or they'll get familiar with this, right? Magic and so, roses, right? So with so with this project, first with my past projects, what I've put out, it's been more of a R and B, straight R and B, you know, experience, um, traditional R and B. Uh, experience for people that listen to my music with this with this band Caius that I formed with my partner Alex Sterling Alex is a producer as well as a he owns a commercial studio here in New York Precision Sound Studios it's really? amazing yeah yeah wow. it's amazing it. um he's worked Alex is very talented and he's a sound engineer and he has worked with some of the greats Leslie Uggams we're gonna have you know what you know what Kev we're gonna go to Precision and we're gonna have to talk to to Alex listen yeah yeah. you're gonna bring the show to him yeah 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 I I think he would welcome that mobile yeah I think he would (laughs) he would obviously he would definitely (laughs) welcome that and um, he so I met Alex a few years ago and we started to, they were looking for, he had a partner, uh, Seth Beverly. I met Alex through Seth. And they were looking for songwriters that they could collaborate with. They were producers. And, you know, they had a really unique sound. 
something totally different. I had not heard of it, heard anything like it before. They weren't afraid to really play with all the different textures and genres and just throw yeah. a whole bunch of stuff in there. Like they weren't afraid at all. They were just, it was very interesting stuff. And as a writer, it really challenged me. So I enjoyed working with them because I felt that the work that I was doing was always very different. I was singing differently because it required me to do different things with my voice that I wasn't doing in R&B music. And, it, and the, I felt that I could put a bit more of depth in the lyrics uh, because you know it was kind of that type of mood type music where you could do that mm -hmm. so fast forward maybe three years now Alex and I were totaling away in the studio and just creating this sound you know this vibe we're trying to we've done if I let you listen to some of the other stuff that we've done it's just like all over the place just we just like to go wherever we can creatively we we don't um ever hold ourselves back or say oh no that's not our vibe that's not our sound right it's literally i come in there we talk a little bit about whatever is going on in our lives and chit chat and then he'll turn around and just start making some music and then i sit there while he's making this and i'm and you make so magic. I start right and that's exactly what, what happened and the song magic like Organic like magic. you said right it's it's so many things in there. There's right. like there's salsa, there's pop, there's R and B, there's right. dance, there's like so many different things in there. And it's like like you just you 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 you're taking everywhere. Right. Wait a minute. Wait at our you were there when Niniola was there. At our, at our Yes. Uh, but I, no. I think I, I, I met her briefly, but then I had to leave. So I didn't get to witness okay. her performance. But yeah, I, I saw but, but clips you, of it. But but we you met. I did meet her. Yes, Good. I did meet. Yeah, Good. she's a very pretty girl too. She's you know, uh, very lovely. She's that that woman. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. due time. Yeah, you I guys mean, said, hey, we met together at the birthday event and do your own magic. Right. I would. I would love it. I she's mean, she's coming back to New York in about another week. I would love that. I'm open Coast. to working with anyone. I I I just really appreciate you know what you can get from sharing your talents with other people and just I'm open to whatever you can new thing you can create and that's one of the things that I really loved about working with Alex is that um, I felt it's just boundless like there's I literally go in there and I we can talk about anything write about anything I never know what we're going to come up with it's just a very organic experience and I feel like everyone's like wow this is it doesn't sound like anything but it sounds like everything, you know, right. it kind of like it has like a feel <laughs> right. of all these different things, but it doesn't that's sound like anything. That's, and I'm and right. I, so when everywhere. That's a win everywhere. Right. And before, you know, it used to be like you had to kind of narrow down what your sound was, you know, and the way that the industry is now, we're not so we're not forced to do that. You could literally do all types of genres of music and put them out and yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, people are appreciating it and whoever is going to gravitate to whatever single or like it. it's not a album driven market anymore. Yeah, people are putting out albums, but for the right. most part, it's, they're putting out singles. singles. They're working with all these different artists and just creating whatever their vibe is. Absolutely. So side note, did anybody ever tell you that you the lady resembles you from uh, Blade, Blade's mom? 
Blade. The movie Blade. Talking about in bullshit, right? No, no, that no. wasn't. That's Sana Lathan. No, you know who I get? I get Tika Sumner. She was Blade's mom. If that's what you're talking about. Well, who, who was the other black lady? In Boucher, right? Then that's who it was. Yeah, uh, I've never gotten Boucher. I've gotten um, Tika Sumner. I've gotten um, uh, Regina Calloway. The one that was was that her name? Regina Calloway. What, what, what or, movie? What's her name? Uh, what's your, what's not Regina. Um, not Regina. It's uh, Regina Hall. I can't think about it. No, well, you got Calloway. the outfit on too. Um, she was in. Uh, she was in uh, Coming to America and she was the yeah. wife. Oh, Vanessa she, Bell. Vanessa Calloway. Bell Calloway, yeah. Vanessa Bell Remember, Calloway. I said they resemble you. I didn't see you. Right, right, right. So, I, I, when people. Take now with your <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. It's like when people uh, come up to me and they're like, are you? you look like the girl from um, Ride Along or the girl from uh-huh. uh, the Having the Have Nots. She has a show that, so there's like Candace uh-huh. and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> NK, I'm NK. Right, right. So it's kind of weird. I'm like, no, I'm, no, I'm not her. But that's also a win because before they know, they're like, oh, so-and-so has a song out. Right. <laughs> He's in the band. Right. <laughs> And then when you appear before them, you're like, oh, I'm N.K. Morton. This is Caius. And this right. is what I do. And right. You love the music. So right. now you're introduced to me. Right. 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 It's, it's, it's been interesting, though, because you go about your life for all your years. You're out here going about your life. And, you know, then someone comes on the scene and you, they, everyone thinks you guys look alike. So now it's <laughs> right. kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, too. No. They're going to be boys called you. I'm like, all right. I hate <laughs> Did they call you Boris? Like Boris Kojo. Who else they tell you? Oh, wait. Why well, I'm looking at you? Wait. Boris. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got to stick the chin out more. Like. <laughs> I don't know like him. <laughs> so we run out of time. So um, the magic we're going to play, Bed of Roses, I, okay. I mentioned with, I told you, yeah. it's like very cinematic soundtrack like it could be in a scene of a show like it has that type of feel to it well i just want to say a couple a couple of things about well magic is a song about you know just your being po- being positive believing in yourself understanding that you know everything that you need is within you you know don't take on the partial of the world don't take on don't you know quiet the noise and step into your greatness that's basically what i was feeling when i sitting down writing those lyrics now as far as better roses i just you know that was after a day of cnn and it was just a lot (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot that news that president it was a lot and you know it's like i wrote this song because the climate of the country and everything that was going on it was just so much and i just and i felt like people are not really paying attention you know and how this is going to affect us for generations the stuff that right. they're laying down these judges they're putting into uh, um into on the on the bench the laws they're that are going to be here Kavanaugh. but i they're going to be long felt you know repercussions for all of these yeah. things that yeah. took place vote vote voting matters you know your vote counts you know for all those people for years who uh, you vote it really does matter you need to go to the polls and not just go to the polls for the presidential election you need to go to the polls for your local elections the local elections are the ones that control your life yes indeed the local elections are the most important elections that is the the, these are the laws you're governed by day to day yep 
these this is and these are the representatives you send to write those federal laws that then you know govern the rest of your life you know so exactly. it's let's let's be smart about this this time around and get out there and do the right thing right right every election exactly vote and you can hear a lot of this in the song bed of roses yeah and case talking about yeah it was know, a lot of frustration about it you know and i i think that a lot of people were feeling that and that was just a let me release that and uh, I can't even watch new, the news anymore. It's it's yeah uh, yeah. I watch so, the laugh, and uh, I walk away like <laughs> it's depressing. It's, I don't even bother with it. No no no. And a lot of it's made up too. Yeah, like that, a lot of it's not even real. It's just people just making up stories. Uh, even when I found about Roe versus Wade, I found that was false. What do you mean? It's not even really a name. She lied. What do you yeah. mean? The woman behind Roe versus Wade, mm -hmm. the abortion, mm -hmm. it's all false. That's another day. Yeah, that's a whole other situation. Yeah, that's but another day. Where can they get information or where can get okay. the music, the, the new singles, info on Caius, all that kind of stuff. Caius Music. And more N.K. Morton stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, it's CaiusMusic.com, K-A-I-A-S, Caius. Uh, we are on Instagram, Caius Makes Music. Uh, we are on, I mean, you can find us in every, uh, major platform, Spotify, Tidal, um, iTunes, Apple Music, we're, we're everywhere. If you want to buy it, download it, Apple Music, uh, you can buy it on Amazon as well. Um, we are just everywhere. Do our social media, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, whoever uses Facebook, I'm kind of <laughs> off them right now. Like, they doing too much. Like, Facebook is doing too much. I feel like promotion they're really for the culpable. Show. That's what I use it for. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're really culpable for a lot of the stuff that has happened this past election and the stuff that's going on right now. And the fact that they bumped off uh, Minister Farrakhan is really a problem. You yeah, know, that, yeah, it's that's, really that's a problem. But you know, yeah. I mean, this. That's a whole don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Don't get me started. We'll bring you. We'll bring you back for part three. Right, right, right. <laughs> With Sterling, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my music, it's it's everywhere. Caius makes music. It, uh, that's our my Instagram. That's the band's Instagram page. If you want to follow me, I am NK Morton. I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, if you want to find follow Alex, he's at Precision Sound Studio. That's his IG uh, handle as well. Um, and check out his studio. He's an amazing sound engineer and producer. You know, like, he does phenomenal work. Definitely, so. definitely. Well, we, we're going to bring the show to him soon. So mm -hmm. tell him to get ready. Yes. Tell him to get yes. ready. You're going to you're gonna love that. And I think he's going to love it, too, because he's just doing these major renovation in the studio. It's going to be crazy. Okay, Just cool. All right. Well, you may have crazy. to get up a room <laughs> up in there. Well, we want to thank you for being on the That's program uh, once again. Uh, That's for later. N.K. Morton, thank you very much for joining us. Thermal sound wave.